everyone. So thank you so much for tuning in. I'm wondering, did you know that you can now join Ask the Tarot every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern live on Spotify? That's right, live. But we all know the best part of tarot isn't just listening, it's getting your own cards read. Have a question about your future or your past? Maybe about your love life or your career? I want to hear from you. All you have to do is download the Spotify Live app in your app store or click the link in our episode descriptions to sign up for free. Then follow Ask the Tarot in the Spotify Live app to get notified every time I go live and hear what the tarot has in store. Why miss out on that? Hello, lovelies. It's Michelle Teague, the host of Ask the Tarot Live, the room that you're all in. Um, It's so nice to see all of you again. Oh my God, Bina, did you get a new hairdo? I mean, I'm like floored. Your last hairdo was so incredible. And now I'm looking at this new picture of you and it's blowing me away also. Hello, everybody. Um, You are at Ask the Tarot. This is a room where I read tarot cards for as many of you as I can, okay? So the way that you uh, can do this, oh, welcome, Samantha. I see that you're new. Here's how it works, okay? You can raise your hand here in the room if you have a question that you think the tarot can help with. Um, If you're feeling shy uh, and you want to just, you know, anonymously submit a question, you can do that by uh, finding me on Instagram. I'm at Michelle Tees, T-E-A-Z, and you can send your message to me there and I'll get to it another night. I won't get to it tonight, but I do try to get to them, as many of them as I can. Um, heads up for that. I have a blue check mark. I'm verified. If any Michelle T's, so-called Michelle T's, try to follow you and they're not verified, it is not me. There's a lot of scammers out there. So please beware. Welcome to everybody joining live for the first time. I know that folks also listen on Spotify. If you're listening, hello. If you want to join and participate, we have an amazing chat happening. Um, just, you know, go over to the Spotify uh, live app and just, you know, click right over and come on. And yeah, you can participate in the chat. You can raise your hand for a reading, all that stuff. So I'm going to start out tonight with um, a letter that came to me in my DMs. And it's it's a doozy, you guys. I know, I know you're gonna I know you're gonna feel, you're gonna feel feelings because um, you're all emotional people, and that is why I love you. Okay. I'm writing because I have a conundrum that I'd like a reading on. I have been in the same relationship for 18 years. We met when I was in my mid-20s, desperate for a little stability and certainty. He was a very self-assured engineer who didn't struggle with self-doubt the way I did. He was kind of harsh at times, but I saw that as tough love. Fast forward 10 years, we had two children, and I was starting to realize that he was, in fact, tyrannical and emotionally abusive. I felt stuck in the role of a housewife and was very resentful, but was financially reliant on him. And we weren't married, so I saw no way out. Fast forward another two years. He has a devastating stroke. He has to learn how to speak and walk again. I am now his caretaker. He is doing a lot better, but is still quite reliant on me for day-to-day stuff. I feel like I am a single mother to three children. Oh, God. It sounds awful, but it took this horrible tragedy for me to understand my own power and agency. I still love my partner as a person, the father of my children, etc., and have committed to supporting him for the rest of his life. I feel like us living as a couple is a t- total fraud, however. I contemplate breaking up with him, but I don't see where he would go. He has little in the way of family or strong friendships. If we were to break up, I know he'd want to go home, which is another country. This means he'd either not see his kids for most of the year, or I'd have to move there too. I've tried living in this country already, and it didn't work out great. I'm also terrified that he will do something desperate if I break his heart. 
he has a hard time managing his emotions since the brain injury. What would it look like if I stayed with him in our current situation? What would it look like if I left? Oh, oh, dudes, my dudes, this is so heavy. This is so, so heavy. I have so many feelings. Philip is praising our quarant, saying, what an exceptional person. And I would say, sure, yes. Yes, that's definitely true. But I'm also seeing an exceptional person who gets trapped taking care of some guy who never knew, figured out how to like be a better human being, you know, not be a tyrant, um, maybe get help for whatever mental, you know, health issues he has, cultivate friendships. So, you know, the entirety of his needs aren't resting on the shoulders of one person. Jasmine's saying it, they're taking on the baggage of another person. I hate this. I mean, this really happens, you know, to women, femmes, female people, you know, find themselves in these intense caretaking roles for men who just never really, for whatever reason, had to figure out how to get it together. Because I think, you know, we live in a culture where men can get away with so much and lean on other people, aka feminine people for so much. So, oh, I don't like this situation. Um, I do want to say there's a few things that were like, I mean, in the midst of the red flags are more red flags. Am I right? Um, I do want to suggest, as I sometimes do, Al-Anon is a great freaking free program, free therapy comprised of people who have a hard time uh, not taking on really intense caretaking roles at the expense of their own life, right? So here we go. Um, there's there's that, okay? I'm really concerned about um, you being afraid that he's doing something, of him doing something desperate. Um, that is scary. I want to make sure that you are in a safe place and that your children are in a safe place and that you're not suggesting... Um, you know, that, that you guys are in danger. Um, if you think that he's going to put himself in danger, I mean, oh my God, this is beyond my scope as a mere tarot reader. You know, let me see what the chat's saying here. Corey says there are at home nurses and specialists that he could get instead of her being the caretaker. Yeah. 100%. But also I'm sure those things cost money. I'm sure it's a lot of bureaucracy. Um, so, you know, I want to balance, balance that with like, I know that, that, you know, I don't know what all is available, but yeah, those things do exist. Is co Jasmine asks, is codependency the same as being an empath or an extent of it? That's a really interesting question, Jasmine. Codependency is more like a, it's a set of behaviors really, right? Like you might be really empathic, but then you deal with your empathy in a codependent manner, right? Like you can be an empath and feel a person's pain, right? And just sort of breathe through that and like pray for them or, you know, whatever. Or you can feel a person's pain and feel like it's your job to fix their pain. That is the codependency, right? Um, yeah, it's definitely different. You can be a really healthy boundaried empath. And I think, you know, if you are an empath, it's your job to be boundaried because you can get sucked in, right? To other people's, other people's lives, other people's paths. Huh, <sighs> Okay. So listen, I just need to really say that if you think at all that you are in danger, please, please, please reach out, okay? I watch far too much true crime not to take something like that really seriously. And I understand how, you know, this person was already harsh and tyrannical and now they have a brain injury and that does really affect people's tendencies towards violence. So I need to say all of that. Um, all right, I picked three cards for you staying and three cards for you going, okay? Um, Three cards for you staying. It's so interesting. You've got all swords cards and they're not terrible swords cards. And you know, the swords, the suit of swords is a really violent, <laughs> miserable suit. It can be, right? But you've got the good ones. So, um, so you know, there's, there's, um, you got the first one you got is the six of swords, okay? And 
that's about having a really smart plan. So this is very interesting. I, I'm seeing that like, if you are going to decide to stay with this person, I really do like how you're like, we can't be together as a couple. Like, I'm really glad that you're like, I love him as a person, father of my children. Like, okay, you know, all right. That's very like, that's really big of you. Okay. Committed to supporting him for the rest of his life. Okay. I mean, I didn't pick cards on that. <laughs> I'm just giving you my opinion saying like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. We don't have to commit to something like that. Nobody has to commit to something like that. Your children, sure. Yes. Commit to supporting them for the rest of their lives, but there's even limits to that, you know? Um, so anyway, it looks like if you do stay, you have a plan. Two of swords. You will be at peace with this plan. Uh, maybe a little indecisive, but ultimately at peace. And that is really, really nailed down by the four of swords right after that. So I see that you can find a way to mentally stay. Okay. You, you really can, and you'll, you'll be okay mentally. Um, so that is very interesting. Um, you know how I am. I, I, it's so hard for me when the tarot gives <laughs> cards contrary to what I feel. Um, but life is mysterious and I don't understand fucking any of it. I'm not, I'm not anyone's higher power, not even my own. So, you know, things are mysterious and I just want to make sure that, you know, you can't stay because you're afraid if you leave, you'll get hurt. You can't do that. Okay. You can't stay because you're afraid if you leave, he'll like kill himself. That's, that's also super abusive. So, you know, if you stay, get, please get a plan together to like help you deal with it. And like, and again, this, all my tarot readings are just for now, right? For now. Now here's, if you go, the very first card, Ace of Cups, you're starting a whole new emotional cycle for yourself. I love the Ace of Cups. It's refreshing. It's a huge relief. I think that the relief that you would feel um, being away from him and, uh, and extracted from this really oppressive situation and manipulative situation um, would be really, really immense, okay? The next card that comes up is the Strength card. Um, I like the Strength card a lot because it's a, it's a major arcana. And I do like to see major arcanas. They do carry more weight than the minor arcanas, Right. The strength card, I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted by the chat because the chat is popping off right now. I'm going to, I'll return to it in a moment. Um, but the strength card, you know, it's, it's about like our inner strength, really. I mean, there's a lot of different reads on it, you know, that, you know, classically it's about like subduing the animal within, but you know, th there's, a, there's a lot of challenges to that, to that, uh, you know, read on it as well. I see, I see the strength card overall as like, you've got what it takes. You've got the passion, you've got the chutzpah, you've got the inner strength to do what needs to be done, even though it might be a little hard. Okay. And then after that, you have the hermit. Now I have to say the hermit card has really solidified itself in my tarot world as the breakup card, right? The hermit, card comes when you are alone and it's like deliberate and it's sudden, you know, I have to say I'm reading, I'm pulling these cards from um, the tarot of the cat people. And I love the hermit card so much. He's just like this, like scrawny dude with like a big white ponytail <laughs> wearing like a blanket and hanging out with so many cats in a cave. It's a really, it's really great. Um, I'll put images of it, of, of the deck on my Instagram after, after this room. Um, so, you know, I see that you actually can leave him and be okay. I don't see a tower card with you leaving. I don't see scary cards. I see re a, a regeneration. I see strength. And I see you being alone, which honestly, you probably really need to be. I mean, I know you have your children, so you'll never be alone again because <laughs> you're, you're a mom. I get it. But really needing to be away from this situation. Um, and, you know, maybe both of these cards 
both of these polls are correct because I get that this is a hard situation for you to extract yourself from. You're not just going to like hear this reading, pack up your bags and split. Like, you know, I think it's interesting that the cards you got for staying are all these really strategic swords cards. You know, what I'm getting from this is that like, yes, you do need to leave, but you need to have a plan. So you're going to maybe stick around and put this plan together and, and, you know, figure out every resource that you can figure out, you know, um, and like work it, ask for it, get it, um, do what you need to do. If you need to keep things on the DL from, from, you know, your husband, do it. That's fine. Do whatever you need to protect your own autonomy, your own freedom, and certainly your safety and your children's safety. But I do see, I do see that it's a really strong and good move for you to leave. I think you might um, crash a little bit after you leave and maybe have a little bit of a meltdown because I think that, um, and that's, I'm seeing that in the hermit and, and that you need to be alone in a cave for a minute. My guess is that, you're so caught up in the day-to-day of it that like it actually helps keep the horror of what you're going through a little at arm's length. But I think once you're away from it, it might be this thing of looking back and being like, oh my God, that was horrible. That was really hard. Holy shit, you know? And having a lot of like delayed um, processing, delayed grief and stuff like that. But you know, if and when you leave and you get to that hermit space where you're feeling lonely and you're feeling like you're you're having a little bit of a breakdown um, and you're you're like in, you're in the thick of um, processing the trauma of it, like we can do another reading for you. We wish you so much love, like we always do um, from this from this amazing community. Hugs for this querent, says Christine. Oh, let me see. Somebody, I see what people are talking about about um, about codepe- uh, codependence. Um, I see someone is uh, requesting an episode on codependency. Oh my God, that's so great. Maybe I will um, go through go through the uh, questions and see if there are. I mean, I feel like a lot of um, a lot of questions that come in, maybe they're not calling themselves, you know, codependence, but the issues that are at play are a lot about, you know, codependency because it's so hard. It's hard to know, like, you know, what, what is healthy caretaking and what is unhealthy caretaking. Um, and I also see somebody who is saying that there are, that I always mention Al-Anon, but there are meetings just for codependency too. And it's true, there are. And my golly, if you got a problem, there's probably an amazing 12-step meeting for it. I'm not even kidding you. So so yeah, uh, codependence, codependent anonymous CODA, right? Yeah, totally awesome. All those meetings are so, so great. All right, I'm going to move on now and I'm going to see what's up in the room. Okay, Christina, you are up. Hey, oh my God, I'm so shocked you picked me. Uh, <laughs> I've been looking for a while and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll actually raise my hand today. Oh, I'm glad you did. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I am curious specifically about this new person I've been talking to. Like, more so, what are really my feelings around it because I've been through some pretty shitty codependent situations myself I've mm-hmm. been doing the work I've been going to my you know my awesome and all that stuff and I was shocked to actually like meet someone let alone on one of the dating apps you know that like kind of yeah. feel like I'm mm-hmm. to really connect with him and I just wanted to see if there's if there's good vibes around it or like am I you know in the right mindset for it yet because I'm having a little bit of that self-doubt of like am I really ready okay so that's so the question is more like are you ready that's the question you're like wrestling with right now is like are you ready to like put yourself out there and pursue this person yeah like I've been talking to her for 
everything's going great. And like, I actually think I really like him. But now that I realize that I like him. Oh, that's when it gets scary. Yeah, like it's starting to get scary. So I want to hear what the tarot has to say about it. Okay. So I'm asking the tarot, what does it look like for you to keep, you know, pursuing this person, keep feeling the good vibes and just, you know, take it step by step, but keep following, you know, the, the path that you've laid out towards this person. Um, what does that look like for you? Oh, this is very interesting. Do you guys like have similar work or anything like that? Does work play into your connection at all? Maybe shadow work. Ooh, okay. That's good. You know, it, you know, as I was asking that, I'm like, oh, I bet, you know, you, you started this whole conversation with me talking about how, you know, you've been dealing with your codependency and you've been doing all of this work. And now, and I feel like, you know, the first card you got is the three of discs, which is work. Right. And so that's really interesting. It's Mars and Capricorn. And, you know, a lot of times it is about career, but it's also, I mean, Capricorn is such a deep karmic sign, you know, Saturn is such a deep planet of consequences, right? So it's like, it also really covers the deep work that we do on ourselves. So you get that three of discs, which to me is saying like, you've done the work, you're doing the work and probably actually interacting with other people romantically as part of the work, right? Because there's only so much of this kind of work you can do on your own, right? You eventually have to put it to the test with another person. The next card you get is the 10 of cups. And so I'm reading this with the um, with the top deck. You know, in the Rider Waite decks, the 10 of cups is so celebratory as a rainbow. It's like, hurrah, you made it, fantastic. And I always want to give a nod to that um, because it is a 10. So there is this feeling of achievement. And I feel like the tarot is responding to this idea that like you've done a lot of emotional work. And now... The thing about the the, the Crowley um, kind of read on it is like, you've done as much as you can and now you need to upset something. That 10 is a little plateauing and it needs to fall into the ace. It needs to tip over. So what happens if you tip your cups over? Where do you land? You land with the Prince of Wands, which is a fiery, romantic, it's about dating, play, sex, creativity. It's Leo. We're about to move into Leo season. Like to me, this is saying really clearly that like, being with this person and pursuing this person is not only enjoyable to you, it's actually part of the work that you're doing on yourself. Does that make sense? My whole body is like covered in goosebumps. I'm going to cry. And he's an Aries. He's a what? He's an Aries. Oh, that's great. Fire. Excellent. Excellent. So he's got that. He's got that spark. Yes. I, I would say absolutely go forward. More will be revealed. This looks really nice. And, and beyond that, it just, it looks like it's the work you're supposed to be doing. And that's really important. Oh, I need that confirmation. Thank You're you so welcome, much. Christina. Good luck to you. Thank you. Oh, my God. It's so scary, you know, when you hit that part when you're dating somebody and then you're all of a sudden like, oh, my God, I really need them to keep liking me. Like, I really need them to keep liking me. Oh, I hate that part. It's like, it's such a, I feel like somebody take, took my head off and twisted it backwards and put it back on my neck. It just makes me feel so disoriented. But it's a nice sign, right? That things are going very nicely. Okay, Greta, you are up now. Hi. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. How can the tarot help you this evening? I'm about to enter a very big change in my life. Um, I've cool. been living in the same place for the past 18 years that I've been alive. And I'm going to college. That's only about 40 minutes away from my hometown. But it's still a big change for me. Yeah, it is. It's huge. Yeah. And I'm also in a pretty serious relationship right now. And my boyfriend mm-hmm. is going to college in the, another state. So 
Okay. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Just that's where you're at. So do you want to know how it looks for you, for you, just like being at college, being on your own? Do you want to know how it looks for your relationship with your boyfriend? You guys going to try and do long distance or how? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to try to do long distance. But I know that I'm a very, very anxious person, especially when it comes to separation stuff. And he's a person that's moved like a million times in his life. So it's kind of just a breeze for him. But for me, it's sort of like this ah, sort of scary thing. But yeah, I would like to know, like, is it wise for me to go into this, like still dating him and like, Am I just going to be in shambles and anxiety, all of that stuff? Okay. All right. So I'm pulling three cards. Like, what does it look like for you to go forward, still dating him, being open to a long distance relationship, even knowing, you know, the challenges. And then, I mean, do we, do we pick cards for the alternative? Do we pick cards for ending the relationship? Is that something that you're considering right now? Okay. So what does it look like for you to be like, you know, something, this is not the ideal scenario for me to feel secure in a relationship. I need to, you know, have, have my person with me, like, let's, you know, cut this tie for now. Who knows what the future holds focus on acclimating to like this whole new era of your life, being away, being on your own. So many changes, um, you know, that, that might just free you up to actually be able to focus on school, you know, and not, and not be like so anxious that you're, having a hard time focusing let's see okay so the long distance relationship we have the knight of discs we have the futility card okay that's saying a lot that's the seven of swords and then we have the four of wands completion all right which does not mean an ending necessarily even though it says completion for go for um for ending the relationship Mm -hmm. seven of wands valor two of swords peace and the nine of cups happiness so just to get a little bit deeper into the cards what what sign are you and what sign is your boyfriend I'm a Leo. Oh, okay. Oh my God. That's really a cute match, but you guys both need, yeah. Like you're a Leo. You're like, I need constant attention, please. <laughs> and Libra's like, I'm an air sign. Everything is conceptual anyways. Like what? Um, so that night of discs um, mm-hmm. is just, I yeah. think representing, you know, the um, solidity, like that you're going to keep it going. It's the night of discs is the only horse. Um, he's, he's the only knight whose horse is not moving so it's this idea of like we're keeping still we're keeping steady we're not gonna make any moves we're gonna you know even though we're we're separate we're together and then the seven of swords is really hard it's like okay it's moon and aquarius so aquarius can be so um again conceptual super conceptual about stuff like oh yeah that makes sense to me i can see that in my mind like long distance relationships great we can do it and then here comes the moon saying i need snuggles i need attention I have all of these emotional needs and they're not getting met by this very intellectual decision that was made, right? It's not taking care of my emotional needs. And that's why it's the, it's called futility. So it's really, it's really um, like co-signing all of your, your concerns. It really is. Um, The four of wands, it's really interesting. It's a, it's called completion, but it's really about the first phase of completion. It's, it's, um, it's Venus in Aries and fours are, you know, they're a stabilizing kind of influence. Um, it means like you've built things to a certain degree, you've created a foundation. So it's interesting what I'm seeing with this, you know, the futility card in the middle, and then these really grounded cards on either side. I'm just seeing that like, yeah, you guys built something. You don't want to walk away from it. Right. 
Um, you know, there, there really is love here. There really is care. There, there really is something here, yeah. but that futility is just slicing right through the middle of it. So that is hard. Um, it really is. I would also say from that completion card that there is, a, there is a sense that, you know, you guys, if you do break up, you could, you could come back together at another time. I wouldn't be surprised, but you know what it looks like for you to, um, to part ways and go to college. The yeah. first card, seven of wands, initially it's hard, right? Initially it's a struggle. You're like, it's Mars and Leo. It's like, you're so used to his attention. You're so used to his presence. You're so used to um, being able to express certain things to him. And now that's gone. And it's like, it feels exhausting. It feels really hard. There's a, a sense to the valor card that like, I can't do this. It's too hard, but you can, it is a victorious card. It is a yes card. It's just a struggle. Um, so when that was the first card out, I'm like, ooh, what's the rest going to be? Because, um, you know, I, it needs to be really good to kind of compensate for that. And they are good. You know, the next card you have is the peace card. And it's moon in Aquarius. I'm sorry, moon in Libra. So instead of that moon in Aquarius where, you know, everything's conceptual and you're like trying to think your way out of your feelings and feeling anxious, this is like moon in Libra. The moon is happy in Libra. It's like, ooh, I have harmony. Okay, this is good. I can just like focus on myself. I know what's going on. Um this, you will have peace of mind with this decision. You're, you'll be, you'll know what you should be thinking about. And then nine of cups, happiness, Jupiter and Pisces. Let's be real. You're a Leo. I'm sure you're very magnetic. I'm sure you're very interested in romantic adventures. Yeah. I mean, that is very, the happiness card, um, you know, Jupiter and Pisces, there's certainly a tinge of romance in there. So if I wouldn't be surprised if you end up getting swept away by somebody else. Um, but at the very least, I think it means that like you feel really fulfilled, you know, you're at school, you're doing what you went, went there to do and you're not all distracted and pining for something anxiously, which is the worst. So I would suggest, oh, I would suggest going your separate ways. And then, you know, I don't know, checking back in sometime in the future mm-hmm. or not you know, you'll, you'll know, you'll know, you know, as things, you know, become revealed and you see if you yeah. meet somebody else or if he does, or who knows what happens, right? Life will kind of come in. I have been yeah. on the fence about some things for a while and this has provided. I'm really clarity, glad that so. must be a very hard decision, but you know, business relationships yeah. are very, they are hard and it's like, you've got to put all of yourself. What are you going to go to school for? I'm studying awesome. English. Yeah, man. You got to like, I don't know what, write your papers, write your short stories. You got a lot to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're all wishing you luck. Have a really, have a really good, good luck, you know, with the emotional part and good luck with your Thank studies you. and your life. So young is to just be walking into college with your whole life ahead of you. That's so inspiring. Um, yeah. Let me just, uh, you know, tell everybody again how to get in here. I see some new people have shown up. If you would like to ask a question, just raise your hand. Um, there's a lot of people. I can't get to everyone. I'll get to everyone I can. Um, we do this every Thursday night, right? So you can you can always come back and try again. We're here Thursdays, 6 p.m. on the West Coast, 9 p.m. on the East Coast. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I did that math correctly. And um, if you like this show and you want to listen to back episodes, then, you know, please go to Spotify, search for Your Magic. That's my podcast. And you'll find in that feed um, back episodes of Ask the Tarot. So very, very fun. Um, oh, I see Samantha saying you've got this, Greta. I agree. Greta does have it. Okay. So here is another question that came in for me. It says my roommate and really good friend left our lease early, leaving my partner and I with our own place, but more financial stress. My partner and I's plan was when our lease was up, we'd move back to our hometown to stay with his parents for cheap rent, save up to travel to see where we'd like to move out of state in a few years. However, since the friend moved out, we felt so much more freedom and curiosity about our city we are in now. 
we felt held back by her a lot because she'd get jealous if we did things without her, but she wasn't home often. Oh no, that sounds terrible. Oh my God. I, I hate that situation for you. That's codependent. <laughs> Should I always point out codependent tendencies now? Like, um, or, you know, scenarios, codependent scenarios and questions. I think we need a little jingle. I need a little button that I can press where somebody just sings codependent. Okay. Anyway, back to this, back to this problem. Um, so um, I would like to ask the cards if, should we move back to our hometown, feel more stable financially and save a lot more, but also move away from our friends and have to commute 40 minutes to our jobs. They pay too well to give up and we love them. And also lose that feeling of freedom and independence since we are both in our early 20s. So it's new and fun, albeit hard. Okay, so that's that's the option number one. Or stay in our city, find a cheaper place to rent, not save as much, but explore more of the city and hang out with our friends and get to keep our own space that we both love so much. Oh, oh that's so, I'm so torn for you guys, you know? I really am. I mean, you know, 40-minute commute, living with parents, all that stuff. That, that's just like, uh, that, that seems hard. So I grabbed a tarot deck. It's the medieval deck. I don't know about you guys, but I love medieval art. It's so creepy and strange, right? That's what I think anyway. Um, so I, I pulled three cards. What does it look like for you to, to return home, right? All of that 40 minute drive. Oh my God. Staying with parents. You guys are like a young couple. Like how do, how do you, how do you have your quickies? You know, how do you guys do that? You got to like wait for I, I say it like, I don't know, like I live with my mother. Like it, it's really awkward to try to have sex with your person when you live with a parent. <laughs> anyway, this is what it looks like for you. You guys got three major arcana cards, okay? The first one is temperance. Temperance is a little bit of a, um, it's like a little bit of a compromise, right? It's the middle path. It's like, you know, yeah, you're not able to do this rollicking, you know, independent thing that you're doing, but there's a, there's a certain balance to it. You're saving money, right? That's really what it's about, right? You're saving money. Um, the next card you have is the moon. And I, I think it's really clear that when the moon comes up, right, we're just like, oh God, this is like, it's like a liminal, it's sort of like a liminal space that you're in. You're waiting for the sun to come up. You know, it's a, it's a dark night. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't sound totally miserable to, to do this, to go back to your hometown, um, but it's a little bit disappointing, right? Um, and yet it's a major arcana, as is the next one, which is justice. You have the justice card, which is about having to really balance um, intellectually the situation, have to, having to really ask some questions and make a good decision. This is, this is a very powerful reading, you know. It's three no-nonsense major arcanas that are sort of, you know, temperance and justice are about balance, right? And the moon is, you know, I'm getting like a hanged man vibe from the moon, Right. So now what does it look like if you stay in the little city that you're in? Well, listen to this. The very first card you get is the five of wands. Now the five of wands means that there's energy that's been blocked, right? It's like there's a conflict happening. So, you know, I'm like, what is the conflict that's happening? It sounds, you guys sound so happy um, about this new situation and, and newly inspired by your city and your privacy and your freedom. You know, what is it? And then I'm like, oh yeah, wait, you guys had a plan, right? You had a plan to save money and travel to see where you'd like to move out of state next. And I think that is really the crux of this reading. I think that is why you have these sort of no-nonsense, um, very like mature, adulting, you know, major arcana cards. These are really adulting cards. You don't, get, you don't have the fool. You don't have the sun, right? You have, you know, the star. You have temperance, the moon, 
and justice for going back home. You're doing what you know you're supposed to do, the smart, wise thing to do to get what you guys actually really want. And it seems like you've been a little distracted from your path um, by your circumstances, which totally makes sense. But, you know, I can't look away from three major arcana cards like that, especially when the cards for staying aren't that great. You know, five of wands, I know, you know, there's, there's something weird about it. Um, you got the knight of swords. Okay. Like you're, that's about, um, you know, being really focused on something and you guys will definitely explore. You'll be very active, but it's not that deep of a card, right? Like the pleasures of the knight of swords are not that deep, right? And then you get the three of wands. And that's very interesting because the three of wands is about sort of um, getting ready to go, right? And in fact, in this deck, uh, the medieval tarot, it's so funny. It's like this this like medieval knight in a full set of armor is being lowered onto a horse by like a pulley system. And I'm like, holy shit, is that how knights got on horses? Did they have to be lowered on a pulley because they're wearing, they're like encased in metal? It looks so cuckoo. I love it. Anyway, what it's really about is like, you're going to move on. Like, even if you stay there, I think you're going to remember, like, we wanted something more than this. This is fun. And um, it sounds like you guys maybe needed a burst of fun after living with that, like, deadbeat, oppressive roommate. Um, and so I'm glad you're thinking that, unfortunately, you guys got to stick to your grand plan because there's something really excellent and fun there for you. Oh, yes, there's the chariot. I, I just pulled the card. I pulled a card asking... What is waiting for them if they do stick with their plan, follow these like less exciting, more adulting, responsible cards, go back to their hometown, and then you got the chariot. So then you're going to really get to explore. Forget exploring the town that you live in. You're going to be doing more major exploration. So I like that for you. Good luck, whatever you end up choosing. I know Pita is like three major arcanas. Wow, that's how I feel too. Um, okay, this is almost the codependency episode, says Sophie. You'll see now, now that we're talking about it, you'll see that almost every episode is almost the codependency episode. It's so hard. People problems are the biggest problems, don't you think? Oh, my goodness. Okay, let me see who we have here. Okay, Maddie, you are up next. And how can the tarot help you? Oh, it's Maddie. Oh, my gosh. Hi, Maddie. That's so exciting. I'm so sorry I'm eating dinner. I'm just listening. Okay, I'm Maddie, so you're probably like, who the hell is that? It, you know, I oh my gosh, so exciting. Great. What are you having for dinner? I am having chorizo and eggs. Nice. <laughs> I love breakfast for dinner. The best. That's so funny. I was just listening to the episode that just came out about the tower moment. Oh. Um, I believe it came out last week, and I felt really like I identified with that. Okay. Um, That's a lot. What, what do you need to know? What's going on? Yeah, I'm kind of in a super weird spot to where, like, my job contract is ending. My lease is ending. I'm someone who just feels like there's so many paths to go in. Yeah. I am so overwhelmed by all the things I want to do and I want to see and just everything to be able to stick to one thing. Um, I think my biggest question was, I just want to, you know, needed some guidance. I feel... What are the different things that you're pulled towards? You know, uh, one of them is staying here. Okay. Um, you know, I, I live in Washington, D.C. Okay. Um, I just moved from home about two years ago during the pandemic when I couldn't find any work. Mm -hmm. um, I don't necessarily see myself going home, okay. but there's just so much world out there. I often just think of packing up and leaving, going anywhere. Okay, so let's pull some cards on packing up and leaving. Is there any place in particular you feel drawn towards? There is not. I think I'm just struggling with, I just want to go wherever I feel like, 
there's something for me. And, you know, when you don't necessarily know your purpose and what you're, how to execute your dreams, it's really hard to even like find a step to, to go there. Oh, for um, sure. For sure. Oh my God. You are in the, you are in that, per, in the perfect position to go find a globe and spin it. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, that's such a dream. Okay. Staying in DC does not look like your path, Maddie. It does not. Um, how interesting. And yet traveling does not look like just packing up and going, just packing up and going also it does not look like your path. But going, I do think, looks like your path, but you need a plan. So let me break this down a little bit and tell you what I'm seeing. For staying in D.C., the very first card that comes up is Ruin, the Ten of Swords, right? You're over it. You're just over being there. It's this 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 wanderlust or whatever you want to call it, this dissatisfaction, the sense that something more is out there. It's been really growing in you, and it's like peaking, okay? Um, you know, sometimes after the ruin card the ruin card can be a little bit like popping a pimple and then afterwards you get you get some good cards and you're like okay maybe it's not so bad but after the ruin card you get the disappointment card and so it's like this situation that you're in right now is not going to live up to your expectations of what you want your life to be um and so i think it part of this is just really thinking about like owning that right like you want more than yeah. what you right now and that's awesome you know like that's human and it's exciting and then your next card that you have is the Princess of Wands. Um, what sign are you? I'm a Leo. Almost oh, Leo God. season. <laughs> so many Leos. Well, this is a very Leo-ish um, uh, card, the Princess of Wands. You know, she's fire. She's got the tiger by the tail. She's fearless. She's like jumping up into, you know, space. She's like following her dreams. She's burning her fears on an altar. And like, if that's you and your energy, yeah, you don't want to be stuck there with ruin and disappointment, right? That's just, that's not good. But the cards that you got for just like, quote, packing up and leaving are a little wild. <laughs> so, um, so honestly, what I think this means is that you just need, you need, this is the first and perhaps a few tarot readings. Like now, you know, you don't stay, right? Yeah. But well, there's actually, there's actually a catch. <laughs> so I am in a relationship. I've been in like a six year on and off relationship. Oh my God. Way to bury the lead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um so it sure does make your packing up yes reading so different yeah and I often feel like all of the dreams and all the things I want to do it's like I'm I have to choose between love and like you know my dreams Ugh, and terrible yes <laughs> okay that's so interesting well you know looking at these three cards you got for staying um, you're, the, the relationship you're in is not enough to keep you there happily. Okay. It's not, that's, that's just real. It's just not now for leaving this. I'm so glad you shared that because I am, I'm making a lot more sense of this. So the first um, card you have is the seven of discs, which is called failure. Um, you know, here's my read on the seven of discs. It's, it's inaction. It's a card of inaction. And the earth cards, the discs, they want action. They want to be growing. I mean, really all of the tarot is about action. All the good cards are about things moving forward. So, you know, it's like, yeah, you want to go, but you're not like, you're not taking any real action about it. Like, is it just in the realm of fantasy right now? It's almost like the longer you don't do something, to, the longer that you don't make a move towards doing this, the harder it gets. It kind of creates its own like negative momentum, if that makes sense. Um, your next card is the adjustment card. Okay. So that's the justice card. So first of all, like, I, like now that I know that there's a relationship you would, you know, ostensibly be leaving 
to me, she's, she's a Libra card. She's about having to like make these really hard choices. Like you're weighing, you're weighing things that, um, are, are very intense. Um, and then she's followed by the devil. So that to me is the real, the real, um, star of these three cards, because like, do you just feel like you're going to be such a jerk if you leave your, your person and go on an adventure? I just feel like I would make the wrong choice or I would always like regret like, you know, this is someone I've been with for six years. Oh, that is so time. hard. I mean, I just, you know, I just um, cards for you again, and I pulled the lover's card. So, yeah, this is very significant. It's like, and, and it's making, it's, this is keeping you stuck. It's keeping that seven of discs. You can't move forward. It's the adjustment card. You can't find your balance with it. And it's the devil card. The devil is so, um, you know, one of the real core uh, meanings of the devil card is being selfish and doing what you want to do. And even if it hurts other people. Right. And the devil, you know, some people live a lifestyle like that and maybe they need to check themselves. And for, you know, for the rest of us, we all come into contact with moments like that in our life where we have to be true to ourselves. And that might mean really hurting somebody else or sacrificing something that is also you know, really meaningful to us. But, you know, oh, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard for you. I just picked another card for you. Seven of seven of wands. Um, it's a it's a struggle. But like, I don't know it. I think that you, do you have any Libra in your chart? Um, it's mostly Leo and Virgo. Leo and Virgo. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Um, here's what I'm seeing. I, I'm really feeling for you because it does look like you are truly stuck. Like all, I'm pulling a lot of stuck cards. Yeah, you. I feel like that every single day. <laughs> okay. But what I'm, what I really, okay. So what I do when I'm, you know, as a tarot reader, when I'm trying to help somebody and there's like a lot of hard cards, you know, it's like you look for the things that differentiate them a little bit. And for staying, you have their the minor arcana cards for staying and they're pretty bad ones, right? But I mean, the ruin card is one of the hardest cards in the deck. Um, for leaving, they are very challenging cards, but they're major arcanas. So they're more like karmic challenges, right? It's like, can you rise to the occasion of this? It's like, if you think about um, the major arcana as being the fool's journey, and that's, you know, it's a very, it's a very kind of popular way of looking at the progression of cards in the major arcana that you start out as the fool and you don't know anything about life. And as you meet each card, you learn a life lesson. So in that way, you know, it, it tells us about how the major arcana are life lessons. And so when they pop up in our readings and we get a lot of them, it's like the situation at hand is, is also like, they're almost like karmic life lessons. So um, I think that you need to figure out where you would go um, what you would do, how long you would stay, how you would do it. Um, just use it as a creative exercise. Okay. If it's like too much to commit to right now, just journal about it. Be like, I would go to Portugal. And when I was there, I would do these things, you know, and like, just, just try to think about like things that seem somewhat feasible, um, places where, you know, somebody places where there's a way for you to work. I don't know, like whatever makes it seem like doable and like make a list of those places and start getting your head around it. I'm actually so glad you said that because I'm very, I'm a very impulsive person. If I want to go do something, I do it very impulsively. Uh -huh. And sometimes that's not always thought through. I learn a lot from it, but it's messy like during. Yeah. So I'm really glad I got this guidance to like think it through <laughs> think, and you know, yeah. write everything down. I think that you need to err on the Virgo aspects of your personality rather than the Leo. It's probably that Leo that just wants to burn a bridge and hop on a boat and sail. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I think you'll be a lot, a little bit better since this is, because I feel like you won't just jump and do it, you know, but, but, um, and so you risk not doing it. So like, see if, see if that other part of yourself, that Virgo part of yourself can kind of slowly lead you 
out to where you want to be. Oh, thank you so much for the guidance. I really appreciate your time and energy. Oh, well, thank you for you know being here for asking a question and good of course, luck. thank you. Okay, bye bye. Wow. Huh. Yeah, I see Sophie saying this is a rough spot to be in, but don't stay don't stay stuck. I agree. Oh, being stuck is terrible. You guys, I love this chat. I'm really happy that I'm popping over to it a bunch today. And you know, you can keep that chat going by, we have a Discord. Um, I don't know if there's anybody here from, from your magic to throw the Discord link in the chat, but if you are, please do. Um, I think you can also maybe search for your, for your, uh, this is your magic on Discord. Um, and also if you like, this is your magic, um, on Discord and the Your Magic Podcast. We have really cute merch and it all goes to fund the podcast. We got these really cool shirts that are um, just like different goddesses, like an air goddess and a an fire goddess and an earth goddess. Um, it's very, oh, someone posted it at the start. The Discord is at the, start, the top of the chat. That is so great. Um, and we get these really cool like little logo baseball hats that are like super like DL, like stealth Your Magic cool baseball hats. So check it out. And uh, let me see who else is here. Vita with your new haircut. What's going on? Oh my God. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Um, how can the tarot help tonight? All right. Um, I've got like a spicy love question type of situation. Oh, we're all here for that. So this will be fun. Um, I need to invent names because it's going to get confusing real quick. Okay, um, okay, good. So let's say, you. okay. I'm kind of seeing someone, let's say they're an, I don't know what their name is. Um, oh Lord, I'm bad at names. Give me a name. Just give me names of like Pokemon or something. Like oh, Pikachu. Okay, you're dating Pikachu. Okay, I'm seeing, I'm seeing Pikachu. Okay, you're seeing Pikachu. Um, I'm kind of losing interest, I'll be honest. Okay. Because it's someone like, we're polyamorous, right? And like, okay. they're, you know, they're with, they, they live with their boyfriend, whatever, and we don't see each other very often, and I get really bored if I don't see someone really often. Yeah, fair. Yeah. That's a thing. Okay. Um, one of their closest friends, let's say Charizard. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I'm so with you. <laughs> one of their, yeah, one of their closest friends has actually signified their interest to me, like, a couple months ago. Okay. And, um, and then, like, I, you know, I signified back, and they retracted, mm. because that's a thing, but now they're kind of coming back. Okay. But they're the type of person who will like kind of get onto anyone. So, you know. Ah, uh, so you're like, what, what are they really about? What is, what's, yeah. where's exactly. this really like, what's going on and should I go for it? Okay. First thing is that they're seeing one of my close friends, let's say Bulbasaur, <laughs> whom I've had a crush on for two months, uh, two months, two years. Oh my God. This is like, this is, this is so, this is like Polly. What is this? It will just Polly. <laughs> Yeah. It's Polly. <laughs> it's Polly. Polly. It's just Polly. Okay. Um, all right. So what is the question here? Oh, is the main question, should you pursue, what does it look like if you kind of pursue Charizard and you're just sort of like, hey, what's up? What's going on? If I, if if I, like, if I reciprocate. If you reciprocate, what does that look like? Okay. So yeah. let me do a nice, good shuffle for that question. Oh, so I, 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 you know I need to know about Bulbasaur. Like, what's up with that? Okay. So, <laughs> Bulbasaur notes. Everything. Okay, so Bulbasaur knows that you are interested. We talked about it. Okay, all right, cool, cool. So what does it look like if you, like, take some action with Bulbasaur? Okay. Oh, goodness. All right, all right, Charizard first. Huh, okay, that, how interesting. Oh, wow, Bulbasaur has staying power. Bulbasaur is the real deal. Charizard looks really fun, but, like, 
nothing is really going to happen. Okay. I'll tell you what I see the fool futility and the prince of wands. So it's interesting. Like this is either somebody who really likes who really like gets off on intrigue, like loves intrigue, you know, likes is like so, so constantly in search of like new relationship energy and flirting. And like, they get a lot of energy from that, but then trying to actually um, give it any kind of structure whatsoever is like, no, or it could mean that there's just no way because of the other dynamics that are involved that it's going to work. But that futility card just means that like there's an overshoot, right? It's like, like, like mentally, it seems really intriguing. It seems really great, but there's something with that moon card where it, it's a, it doesn't actually work. So it's either not going to give you what you want ultimately, or it's going to cause um, moon pain, emotional pain um, around you. And it's just going to feel like it's not worth it. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It's really someone who will like just date every single person around and just really always be moving. So yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense. I mean, the fool and the prince of wands with futility in the middle, it's like, you can't catch this person. They're just like on their own trip. So, you know, I, I almost want to say it could be like a fun moment, but I don't even know that it could be a fun moment with that futility card. It's like they sabotage anything from taking shape almost um, in, a, in a satisfying way. Um, but now Bulbazar, you first, you get the Hierophant. So like, wow, there's something here um, that's like very sturdy, very grounded, there's a lot of like, it's very rich, you know, like the Hierophant is like so many different kinds of knowledge, so many different kinds of information. And so there's, there's really something kind of powerful and grounded and it's Taurus. So it's also very sexy, right? Cause Taurus is ruled by Venus. They, you know, they love to just like do all the physical things. Um, and then moving from the Hierophant into the six of cups, pleasure, right? Sun and Scorpio, which like, that's a love card. That's a sex card. That is that's really cool. Um, I love that card for a romantic, sexy uh, question. And then Queen of Wands, which is like, yes, like tons of energy, but like, again, grounded. There's something so grounded about this, um, but also like really rich, really fun, really electric. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. We're both like, okay, we're both Cancers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cancers. We've been friends for two years, so we know each other quite well. Interesting. We're both kind of, we're both really like in control of our emotions, kind of very like distant from them almost. Uh huh. That's what I'm worried about about is because she's not in contact with her own emotions. So she doesn't even know what's going on half the time. Uh huh. So So you're worried that you might be more in touch with the emotional um, stakes of the situation than she is? Yeah, definitely. But it's also, yeah, exactly. It's the fact that like, you know, they're kind of dating one of my close friends who also likes me anyways whole complicated situation so how would that happen good questions but well it looks like there's definitely something there yeah so yeah um i just picked another card on it and it's the hanged man so there's something there but it doesn't mean you can have it right now (laughs) maybe is a little bit um of the question do you need to pick a card about if you're gonna keep dating the person that you're a little bored with though Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. I'm like, what about that person? Okay, so yeah, what does it look like if you stick around with this person who's not really giving you as much attention as you would prefer versus what if you let go of this person and then does that sort of open up other avenues and make other avenues of connections more feasible um, for you? Okay, so staying, oh, okay. And then going, 
Ooh, this is wild. Um, okay, so for staying, the first card you have is the oppression card, right? Which to me is saying like, you really don't want to be there anymore. Um, but then you get the magician. And so there is something attractive about this person. I don't know if you're just like waiting to see if like the, those, that whatever it was that initially really compelled you kind of comes back again. Um, and then there's the queen of swords who's ultimately like, I don't know, like cut this person's head off. Like this doesn't ultimately look that great. It looks like this person has a lot of potential with the magician, but if you're dissatisfied and constantly thinking about like, do I, do I stay or should I go? Like that doesn't look awesome. However, going, oh my God, I feel like going unleashes you into these like other, do you feel like being in this, this relationship sort of, um, kind of curbs your, your, um, actions towards other people because of the social dynamics? Uh, yeah, but it's mostly like, yeah. Cause in this situation, this person like gives me something I'm aware of that. Okay. Bring me something, but is it enough? Right. Yeah. Well, for leaving, you have two court cards. And, you know, I, I am wondering if they are actual people since there's so many people kind of playing in this in these situations. It's the Princess of Swords, but also maybe not. It's the Princess of Swords who's like very rash. She's like very rashly, you know, destroying something. Um, sometimes it's called for, sometimes it's a little rash, right? And then next to her is the Queen of Discs who's really grounded. And then there's the Tower card. Um so I'm wondering if you will ultimately feel a little bit um, destroyed by not having this person around because that thing that they give you when you're like, they do give me something. I wonder if, you know, in retrospect, when it's gone, it might end up feeling like it was, you might see that it was actually quite important. I just pulled the star card. So I think that maybe there's, is it worth taking a deeper look at this person or having a conversation with them? Yeah, but this person is also like very closed off. So they mm. kind of like don't talk. They're very like, they have trust issues. So they're not going to talk about their emotions that much. How but are people probably not talking about their emotions? I don't understand. I'm not any better. It's fine. But <laughs> it's interesting that um, I, like the queen of swords, I keep getting the queen of swords in every single one of my love readings. Yeah, because she's really stuffed down her emotions so that she can make kind of some like cold, cold choices, right? And sometimes you need to do that. Sometimes you need to do that. But do you need to do that? Or are you kind of sabotaging, right? Mm -hmm. hmm. I feel like we're left with more, more questions than answers, Bita. Yeah. <laughs> that was more helpful. There's definitely a lot of energy going on. And um, Bulbasaur, Bulbasaur is definitely like, I don't know, that seems, that seems like a big deal. Could it be that you run off with Bulbasaur and that's the tower card and that's the star at the other side of the tower card? Let's make it a fairy tale. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, thank you for for um for raising your hand and asking some questions. And please keep us posted. I'm sure with so many people involved, this is going to move pretty quickly. Yeah. Thank you, Michelle. Thank You're you so welcome. much. These are all people who don't move, so we'll see. <laughs> okay. Bye bye. Bye. Oh my gosh. Okay. I got one more little question here that came in that I did pull cards for earlier. So I want to get to it. Um, and here's what it is. I left teaching community college English in 2017 to stay home with my newborn. Cute. The pandemic extended my time away for way longer than anticipated. I began writing a passion project, YA slash new adult fantasy novel series. That's so cool. New adult. That's so cute. I never heard young adults called new adults before. Um, 
So in the meantime, that's what they were doing. Um, and what else? Now, five years later, I'm looking to return to work, but am unsure teaching is still my path. And so she laid out some options for me. Uh, return to teaching part-time community college English. Kind of stressful for me, but what isn't? Two, try to self-publish my novel. Three, try to get picked up by an agent, traditional publishing path. Four, try to start a freelance copy editing career while doing option two or three. I know I want to do something with this book, but I also want to be making my own money again soon. All right, no problem. So here's what we got um, for you going back to work, uh, returning to teaching part-time, um, pulling cards from the wiser deck. You got the 10 of cups. And this is a deck where the 10 of cups, again, is very beautiful, very celebratory. It's like a homecoming of sorts. So I like this, that you're returning to teaching and it's actually, I think it's going to feel quite nice and quite satisfying. Then the queen of wands, right? And she's so awesome. She's like, you know, a queen and she's where she's supposed to be. She's confident. She has tons of energy, tons of um, the capacity to do a lot of different things without burning out. And then the three of discs, the work card. And it's, you know, shown in the classic uh, Rider Waite style of, um, you know, you remember this deck I was telling you guys about. It's the one that it's the Rider Waite but it's been repainted. So there's people of color in it. It's called the wiser, the wiser tarot. So yeah, it's a three, it's the classic Rider Waite three of discs where, you know, uh, people are showing blueprints to like an architect. This looks good. This looks really good and solid for you to go back to teaching community college. It's going to be doable. You're going to make money. And I mean, as much as anyone does teaching, right. Um, but you will have income, right. And it's going to be very satisfying. Now let's see what it looks like for you to self publish your novel the chariot the hair fence and the king of swords man do i like those the chariot is like yes freaking go for it right is it gonna be hard yeah it, it's hard it's hard to be a self-published author you're doing everything you're doing so many jobs and including you you probably have to learn how to even do it right i don't know maybe you already know how to do it i don't <laughs> so so yeah it's a lot but there but victory is assured right and i love that there's also the hierophant um and i love this because the hierophant you know you called going uh with a agent traditional publishing and i get it it, it is right but the hierophant is like the card that represents tradition and it's coming up in the self-publishing um, question, which to me is saying that there's now a tradition within self-publishing, right? There's best practices. People have been doing this for long enough that you can really learn from what worked for other people. Um, there's knowledge and success for you here. And then the King of Swords, like, yeah, I just think this is going to be really appealing to you. Um, you know, it's very, he's very, very intellectual, right? So you just want to be like getting a plan together. Um, however, you also got good good cards for um you know finding an agent um here's what i see for finding an agent for you okay i think it's gonna be, i think you would find an agent but i think it would be hard and here's why i think that the first card is that seven of cups right so it's that person who's looking at seven different cups filled with seven different sort of hallucinogenic prizes are any of them even really there right they're very much like, you know, dreams in the clouds. So there's a sense of like, oh God, there's all these different agents. Who do I go with? Um, you know, big dreams. Um, is, are they reality? We don't know. But then there's the empress, right? So then I'm just like, yeah, that's your agent. Like there is something there. And then you get the six of swords, which is moving away from hardship towards smoother, smoother waters. I'm very torn. I have to say I'm really, really torn for you because 
self-publishing with the chariot and the hierophant is really awesome i mean those are strong cards um and they're they're two major arcana cards but then the empress is such a babe right i'm so in love with the the empress she is the goddess um and you know i like that six of swords being like she can take you to smoother waters why don't you do both right can you do, I mean, I know you ultimately cannot do both, but can you start researching both? I think you should start doing the work to research what it's really going to take for you to self-publish um, your, your series in a way that um, can offer you the maximum potential for success, okay? Um, and then I also want you to start looking at who are the agents that, that represent writers that you like, who's out there, and start sending query letters. I think that you're going to do both of those things and you're gonna go back to teaching college. <laughs> so are you gonna also do uh, copywriting? No, you're not, don't worry. You're like, how will I do all of this in copywriting? The tarot doesn't want you to do copywriting. Your center card for that is the nine of swords, sitting up in bed with anxiety. That's you going, why did I do this? Oh God, I don't have enough time. On either side of that is the knight of wands and the page of wands. I don't know your sign, Quarant. I wouldn't be surprised if you were a fire sign, just wanting to jump into this. Um, you know, but I think it's like, be careful what you wish for. If you jump into copywriting, I see there is a lot of energy. You could maybe make it happen for you, but I, I think you won't want it. I don't think it's what you think it's going to be. Um, all right, you guys, it's 7.02. Next time we meet up, it's going to be uh, Leo season. I'm so excited. Uh, yes, happy birthday and belated birthday to all the cancers. I second that, Jasmine. Um, good night to everybody. You guys are the best. And we will be here next Thursday and every Thursday. And what else do I want to tell you guys? I guess that's it. Good night, everybody. I had such a great time seeing all of your lovely faces again. Okay, bye-bye. Hi, friends. Remember to catch Ask the Tarot live right here on Spotify every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can join me for a journey through the cycles of life, love, aspiration, all in real time. Want me to do a reading for you? Just download the Spotify Live app for free today. It's available in the App Store and you can join me every week I go live. You'll be able to meet really unique people, chat with other listeners, and even ask questions of your own. Remember, you can always listen to Ask the Tarot live on Spotify every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Want to be part of the conversation? Download the Spotify Live app for free today and make sure to follow the Ask the Tarot show page to be notified every time we go live.